there wasn't any major problems in this year's event. So personally thinking, I think 2023 Brazil was a miracle. <laughs> yeah, I would mm. say. Yeah, no major problem happened, and it just went smooth as it was. So amazing. Yeah, Very that's amazing. great. I, I clap. Yeah, on I'm the event event you. day itself. Yeah, on the event day yeah. itself. You're tuning in to the Fox and Burger Podcast, where we bring you closer to the Asian side of the furry fandom, one episode at a time. I'm your co-host, Michael the Matcha Fox. And I am Burger. And today, we sat down and chatted with Chibolt, Sis, and Hyosong from South Korea. In this episode, we discuss the history of Korea's first furry convention and the challenges they face. We also learned about Gongji Rock, a Korean fursuit rock band featuring Chibolt and Sis, and then we talked about the future of the Korean furry fandom and what makes it special. We're excited to return to South Korea. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some tteokbokki and enjoy the episode. Okay guys, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> nice seeing you again. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I met Chivilt uh, at Infinity 2019. It's been a long time. It's been like, what, three years, I yeah, think? Yeah, three years. Yeah. Since I last saw you. Yeah. And uh, we have two new people here that I have not met before. We have Hyungsung and we have Sis. So I believe Burger has been to South Korea before. I haven't. So Burger, can you tell us just like a little bit about like your experience in South Korea? Yeah, so basically real quick. I visited South Korea back when I was an English teacher in mainland China. Mm -hmm. This was back in 2019 before COVID was a thing. Uh, I visited Seoul and Incheon for like a weekend and a half. And the, the, the craziest part about that was that my flight back to China was at like 4 a.m. <laughs> wow, that's very, really hard schedule. Yeah, I, I had no sleep. Ah. So... <laughs> Can you remind me, mm. when did you go again? When did you fly to Korea? Uh, that was, uh, oh, it's been a while. It was either like February or March oh, wow. uh, 2019. Mm. The, the yeah. colder months. Yeah, but surprisingly, it wasn't that cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to South Korea before, but it's definitely on the list. Um, it's definitely on the list. Like when, when I first heard that South Korea would be having their first con, I was actually really sad that I couldn't get to go. I think, Chibble, you have to remind me, when when was the first furry Joa? It was on 2020, and we announced mm. it on 2019. So, like, hey, why don't you come and see us? So, yeah. so it was, it was uh, uh, February 2020, yes, is it that was right? February 8th, 2020, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. one day con. And one day. Mm -hmm. And no hotel. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw that in... Titania's um, vlog of the the event that it wasn't really a hotel convention. It was just kind of a event inside. Uh, what what kind of building was it, it again? It was a convention center, like you know the Anthrocons or like the Chemo yeah, right, Cons right, 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 mm -hmm. right, right. Just a regular yeah. convention center. Yeah. And we'll be getting into the convention later into this episode, which is why we brought our amazing guests here. But let's kind of start back at the beginning, as we always do. Um, can you tell us your name, your persona, and how you got into the fandom? And just as a reminder, we would like Chivil to go first, then Sis, and then Hyunsong, and let's keep that order. So you can go ahead and take it away, Sis. I, I'm sorry, Chivil. All right, yeah. 
my name is Chivil, then I have my owner character called Amber, the orange fox, who likes mm-hmm. traveling music. So, um, my first maker is uh, a local maker called Hanasol. Uh, he made the head and hand parts, and I actually made the other body and foot parts by myself. Mm-hmm. I started in furry fandom when I was in middle school, so it was about an 11 years ago. So. At that time, there wasn't a, a big fursuit community, but only a furry art communities existed at local level. So, hmm. so it was it was like when I tried to find when I tried to find werewolf pics on Google. So I came into a Deviant art full of the furry pics, and then I oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah the Deviant. Mm. You're actually not the first furry we've interviewed who has. Uh their origins based on looking at werewolf pigs. Yeah, yeah most of them will do, yeah. So, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And then I came into the Korean community with, uh, there is a, some some big portal site called Naver and inside there's a community called Naver Cafe, so in there there was a cafe named Furry, so I was not good at drawing, so I wasn't you know, fully immersed in a fandom, but after 2017 then I started Twitter and came to know Fursuit at that year, Kansai Camel Cat in Japan. So, yep. And mm-hmm. after 2018, I started going out events as a as a first photographer. And then next five years, I got the first and held an event and so on. Hmm. So you're both a photographer and a performer. Yep, kind of. Yeah. Have you ever tried to take a photo while in fursuit? Yeah, I tried, but that. It was kind of difficult for me, so <laughs> I, yeah, I tried to more concentrate on the photography. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few furries try that before, and I don't know how they do it. <laughs> well, it is possible, yes, but it's kind of more not for you know some, you know, to make the great photos, but you know, just to have fun. Yeah, I think. Sure, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about uh, what what's special about Amber exactly? Amber. Uh, well, I choose Amber because the whole design was filled with oranges, and I especially liked oranges since when I was young. Young, so <laughs> yeah. Actually, my favorite ice cream is a you know some orange sherbet. Mm. So I so I try to make you know most of my my color color surroundings no by orange. So yeah, I have, a, have actually I have an orange mm. keyboard in front of me and some orange clothes. So. So yeah, that, I see the orange shirt. I, I just and then I see the white. Yeah. You have like some white on your body. Yeah, I don't. It's actually the motifs are from the desert. Uh, and it's it's like the the desert from Sahara, and the the eyes are from the you know the the color of the sky. So in the patterns on his characters are like, you know, some leaves or some flower patterns. So that kind of resembles. The desert flowers or leaves from it. So, so mm-hmm. actually, the design is made, you know, in with my idea and from the designer called Revin. So, uh, I try to put, you know, my my preferences or like my ideas on it. So, yeah, sure. That kind of makes it special. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool design myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. You and the yeah yeah you and the designer really put together a nice uh, character. Uh, mm-hmm. What was their name again? Uh, Revin is uh, she doesn't doesn't have many activities these days, but she also had a fursuit or red bird. Maybe you might have seen it on the promotional video of the Furry Joa, 
in 2019. Oh, maybe uh, you might yeah, have yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she's the yeah, owner I'll, of that character, so maybe. Yeah, you, I'll yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. that also sounds like a pretty cool character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and pass the question on to uh, Sis then. Okay, my name is Sis, the Blue Crested Lizard. Uh, using Twitter mainly for uploading my very artworks, mostly first character fan art and my own stuffs. The first one of things, many people should be curious about why I made that lizard. Also, some of them ask about that. Then I can simply reply it that I l- literally look like myself, the lizard. Really? Yeah. I guess wow. Chivil can probably prove this because we are usually hang out almost six years. That must have enough to mm-hmm. say so. Yeah, he definitely looks like it. Yeah, yeah. Even the glasses, right? It yeah. looks like your character has glasses, so your even your glasses look like that. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's almost <laughs> like the circle, same. I can guarantee glasses. it's almost the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um mm-hmm. just in my opinion, that the most of furries, uh Korean furries choose their persona, what they want to be or what they love to see through their OC. I also agree with that my very first persona was a gray dire wolf, cool and handsome, and also very mm-hmm. common in South Korea, very fandom. Can can you show us a picture by any chance? I'm kind of curious. Oh, uh, it's a it's a hand drawn artworks. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll send you later if I can. Yeah. Sure, sure, no problem. But it wasn't goes long because I was looking for another more unique. And more cute to make character myself. Mm-hmm. But now recently, I found that I heard I resemble with my reptile things from my friends in real life. Almost, almost everyone says to me, "You look like a lizard. You look so <laughs> sneaky." Or yeah, sneaky. Oh no. <laughs> so that's the point. I so I t- started to draw myself with checking my mirror at the same time. Then it's now my owner character and persona, and it still is me. Also, so how so how come you picked a lizard and not a dragon? I I, I just had to ask. Because oh yeah, the first come I choose the dragon, the Asian dragon that I made to first character, the Shinyong. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I think his face is not really resemble to me. I I want to express myself just what I looks like. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's, it is interesting when people sort of model their fursona or fursuits based on what they look like uh, in real life. It sort of has a deeper connection with uh, your character, I think. That's my fursona. Yeah, my fursona is basically me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, e- even in the suit and like the glasses, the glasses especially, like I still wear that style of glasses. <laughs> yeah. 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 Funnily, funnily enough, I when I was in high school, I kind of, uh, with my high school friends, this was before I was furry, I kind of asked them, like, you know, what kind of animal do I look like? What kind of animal do we look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer I got was actually a bird. Bird? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I got, like, a, a long face, big nose. I can kind of see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, Hyung Sang. Can you tell us uh, about your persona and how you got into the fandom now? Mm, yes. 
My name is Hyun Sang, and I am part of the reception team for Varijoa this year. Um, actually, I don't have persona yet, but I'm planning to create one. I'm thinking about making my persona as an intelligent penguin, like Dr. Penguin Man or something. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. Dr. Penguin. Yes, right. but I'm just thinking about it. I like some cute characters by myself, but I wasn't initially part of the furry fandom. Uh, I first learned about the fandom through a Twitch streamer in 2019, who is now an organizer of furry joa. Von Zinu. Mm -hmm. Yes, his name yeah. is Von Zinu. Yeah. And as mm. I look into the fandom, I was impressed by the cute characters, <laughs> cute furry characters, and also, the many talented individuals who emerged and create a lot of new contents with that character. So I think it looks so fun and I really wanted to be a part, part of them. So I joined into fandom. That's the reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. So right now you don't have a persona, but you think you might be a penguin? Um, yeah, for sure. All right, there you go. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think we do actually need more penguins and more unique birds in the fandom. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need more mm -hmm. birds, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, there are only a few, you know, species of avians, like, you know? Yeah. yeah I could maybe count, count in my hand, like, if there's maybe four or five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right you're now. right, mm -hmm. you're right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I can actually count on my hand a few that are uh, either owls or penguins, yeah. Now, since since you want to be a penguin uh do you also like cold weather yeah i also like cold weather and i will say uh, i will say i like some movie you know the movie frozen oh fr frozen yes okay. <laughs> so um that's the the idea was came from the frozen the penguin character Hmm. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm behind the times. I have not seen the movie. Yeah, but the penguin wasn't in the movie, but, you know, the cold weather penguin. Oh, that makes sense, though. So. <laughs> I, I would have thought you would have yeah. said, like, March of the Penguins or Happy Feet. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to like say a, Happy Feet. Happy yeah, feet. yeah. Or, uh, or Surf's Up. <laughs> Surf's Up. There's that, too. Yeah, Surf's up, yeah that, the one where they did, like, the mockumentary style, mm -hmm. um, which I think, I don't know if the kids really understood that style of, like, comedy, like, the mockumentary, but, like, mm -hmm. that was, that's something I understood later, but, yeah, Surf's Up. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure the kids, in, I'm sure the kids enjoyed it because they were colorful cartoon characters doing silly stuff. Mm. Yeah, but Jeff, it's, uh, Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm, Jeff Bridges, Jane, Shia LaBeouf. James, James Woods. James yeah, Woods, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, so that's her sub. And then, of course, Happy Feet. <laughs> so then, what was it like for the three of you growing up in South Korea? Well, I couldn't really get this question, but I could say I wasn't grown in a otaku-friendly society in here. So Really? Because I didn't live in Seoul, so... Because Seoul had, you know, many, you know, the otaku events, but I was living yeah. in suburbs, so didn't have a lot, of, a lot of much opportunities to join those until I became an adult. So I gathered all informations only through online. So, so my experience of meeting, you know, any otaku in real life was after getting into college, 
it was like to have some pizza dinner with my online furry friend near Gangnam Station. So I don't know mm. how it's up to now, but anyway, it, even until that time, I didn't identify myself as an otaku or furry because like before 2018, I was like busy studying and getting ready for an exchange student to Japan. And mm-hmm. when I went to Japan, you know, like I told you before, the, the Kansai Camel Cat, then I started, you know, falling into this furry deep, down furry community so yeah so so only after 2018 you know i started getting you know actively in this in this korean fandom as a first photographer yeah mm-hmm. hmm. how long did you live in japan I'm, I'm just i'm just curious it was about a five months yeah it's kind of short yeah well i was gonna say your japanese is really good i remember you spoke to sherbert in japanese i think your japanese sounds really good <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah yeah but but i know that for korean speakers japanese is much easier to learn i think yeah i i, I really agree with that except for the kanjis yeah oh the yeah chinese yeah yeah. Are much yeah, than. yeah yeah whether it be uh uh in china taiwan or japan the Kanji writing system is uh, rather complicated. But you guys, are, you guys understand what it means. But usually, you know, you know, in my my ages, we don't really we don't know how to understand kanji. So like, when you see, yeah. you know, when you when you go abroad and say see that, like, what is it or like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have no training, it, yeah. it's um, it's 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 just another language. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so you mentioned growing up in suburbs. What, uh, which suburbs were those? Actually. So I was raised in a city, baby. If I if I even tell you, if tell tell you guys the city name, you might not understand where it is because it is really small. So um, mm-hmm. I um, it's between a Seoul and Busan, but the the city is so small that you know if I tell the city name, maybe because you can, you can speculate you know where you are from actually. <laughs> to go to each city. It takes about a three or four hours by public transportation. So, so in those periods, there were literally nothing. So yeah, it, you know, nothing exist, existed for the otakus and yeah. So basically, yeah. So basically, you were more or less in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Chival, I thought you grew, I thought you spent some time in the states. I thought you lived in Idaho. Actually, it's Idaho, it's, it's, it's Iowa, and and oh, Iowa. actually, oh, Iowa wow. is even also a middle of nowhere. Actually, they're they're only oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think wow. it's almost the same. Even, hmm. even even I have not been to Iowa. Yeah. I have I have no reason to go to Iowa. Yeah, yeah, you really <laughs> don't have to go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're only corns. Sorry, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> only corns and oaks. Yeah. yeah. Could we pass the question on to uh, sis? Yeah, it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it might be a little bit like the topic that Chipil was talking about earlier. Growing up in Korea can lead to a high quality educational environment, but it is difficult to experience various cultures and hobbies like otaku. I also grew up in that environment, and I didn't find anyone around me who liked furry. Mm-hmm. Then I just nobody in here in Korea who likes furry. In my in what my a, middle school. <laughs> oh, in your middle school. Okay, gotcha. In gotcha. real life. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you even asked your classmates if they were furries? I didn't. I didn't found any anyone in cl- classmates or mm-hmm. even if the teachers. Oh wow. 
Mm. Also, and and then uh, when I was a uh, grew up as an adult, I I was to go abroad to studying some English to go to America. Where I went to study in two thousand eighteen, I met a sink the blue sky otter first year in Bitter Fest in Chicago. It was a very pleasant memory to me because he was really gentle to chat with him. Also, yeah. also every first in that con treated me gently, and that was a big thing that I felt connected with this very fandom. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. after the studying abroad, I tried to participate at every first event in Korea if I can. That was a 2017. Me and Chivilt met in the small first photo session. Not only him, I met a lot of friends and on in- internet via Twitters, and that was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> it was like 2018 March or April. Is yeah, it? maybe, maybe. That's yeah. that's the correct thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually quite glad that you went to a pretty big convention like MFF. Yeah. And so that that's a pretty large event with thousands of furries there you didn't feel like nervous or anything i was a little, little bit nervous that i didn't talk very much with others other friends like mm-hmm. that but that was really fun even if i just waiting on the queue event event queue the dance competition but every furry who is waiting for this queue trying to chat with me Even if it's, it was a very short time, but it was really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad that uh, we we Americans left a good impression on you. Yeah, it was really fun, impressive. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the we can talk more about the convention in Korea later. But I hope the uh, conventions in South Korea, like Furry Joa, can be just as uh, friendly and leave a good impression on people, just like in MFF. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> We hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So then, how about uh, Hyungsang? Can you tell us more about where you grew up? Mm, yes, I I may talking the opposite of Chibiru because I was have a lot of opportunity to connect with other otaku. Um, because I think I live near Seoul, but that can be a reason of that. So anyway, when it was 2014, Uh, I was on the fandom of the movie Frozen, so, and it, <laughs> it was it was kind of sensational moment not only for ourselves but also we affect to our other fandoms. We do a lot of new things. We rent a super big movie theater and watch a movie together, and also <laughs> sing together. You know the sing let, along, let, sing along. Yes, the let oh. it go, let it go, and we also dance and we have a happy moment. We also made the order made goods for our fandoms. So I also made some blanket and share with it on other people. Oh, uh, you made blankets? Yes, that was a huge... Wow, do you, do you still make blankets? Um, no, that was uh, only one time. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, I, I feel like I want a blanket. <laughs> oh, maybe... Maybe next time in Frozen 3. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, I, I spent a lot of money and time when I was making mm-hmm. Blanket, but it mm-hmm. was a so great moment. So anyhow, anyhow, as a South Korean, I think it was a good because it was an environment where 
I could interact with many people. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, good with any sort of community, whether otaku or not. Uh, otherwise, there wouldn't really be much of a community or much uh, activity around, you know? Yeah. Kind of have like a like a little bit off topic question, but still worth asking. Um, we talked a lot about like where you guys grew up, but like let's just say that a foreigner comes to visit South Korea. What's the number one food that you would recommend? And and again, we can start with Chivil. I say uh, chicken, the Yangnyeom chicken. <laughs> Yangnyeom chicken. Yeah, is is seasoned chicken. You know, pe- people usually think of a fried chicken, but yeah, it's more famous in here. It's you know the yangnyeom oh, means yang you know, the yeah the seasoned kind of kind of seasoned chicken. So it's so they have like soy sauce and some spicy sauce. Uh, yeah. So people usually come here and you know, you know they order it as a half and half, mm-hmm. so like it's a half fried and half seasoned. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the yeah the old the food that you have to eat. So Chibble recommends Yangnyeom chicken. Yeah, Yangnyeom chicken, yeah. How, how about sis? Uh, I would definitely recommend it. The tteokbokki, the uh, yeah, yeah, spicy rice cake noodle, maybe. People abroad usually think about the Korean food is really, really spicy, I guess. But in recently, the tteokbokki menu is currently in developing really much. So there's also the rosé. Sauces tteokbokki or cream sauce tteokbokki is in here. Maybe it it would be really good to try in the South Korea. Mm-hmm. If even though I've yeah. I've had tteokbokki before, it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But I can say that for Japanese, it is definitely spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. I heard, yeah. I heard, yeah. I heard, even I heard even that. creamy sauce. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, cream sauce. <laughs> cream sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nowadays they kind of mix the original tteokbokki and the cream sauce with half and half, so like it yeah. tastes like uh, some spaghetti. So, but spaghetti, yeah. wow. but it's still spicy. Mm-hmm. I like spicy food, so yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, okay with that. And then what about uh, Hyunsung? I would recommend for foreigner for makgeolli. <laughs> That's a Korean alcohol beverage. <laughs> That's um. Um, that's yes, drinks. <laughs> so yeah. that's really milky and white and oh, makoli. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. You never knew it. It is made by rice because it's super delicious yeah. and sweet and also some. Had you ever drink cider? Yes, yes. cider. Yeah, yeah. It's a l- little bit like tastes like cider and. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend yeah, the makoli. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I never had makoli, but I want to try it. It, it looks it looks really interesting. Yeah, it looks yeah. very milky. <laughs> yes, one I thing mean, about that, yeah, you cannot yeah. bring it on plane because it will blow up if you, yeah, really, you yeah. So you can only taste it in here or like just by an import or something. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't had makoli, but like, um, I have had showed uh showed you. So, so yeah. how would you compare makoli to soju? I really mm-hmm. hate the soju thing. Oh, yeah, I don't like, come on, I, don't like wow. I was about wow. to say I love I love soju. Oh. I love soju. <laughs> so I, I I'm a I'm a little bit of a uh, drunk fox. <laughs> <laughs> Michael the drunk fox. Makoli mm-hmm. though, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in Taiwan. I don't think that gets exported because oh, you know, it is kind of hard to handle. 
because mm-hmm. it's made of rice, you can really easily perish. So, I I think there's something in Chinese culture. It's actually mm-hmm. I actually looked up the 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 hanja, because uh, I think it's takju, right? Tak-ju, yeah, yeah, it's like it's really takju, takju. So it's like cloudy, right? Tak yeah. is like cloudy, um, or unrefined, yeah. like unrefined. And ju is gel. Gel means alcohol, so like unrefined alcohol. Yeah. Hmm. We have that in Chinese culture. There, there is something like that in Chinese. So they might have it in ancient China, but I don't know if we have that in Taiwan anymore. Yeah, that could be similar, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I can read the, I can read the hanja. If there's the hanja, I can, I can understand it. <laughs> Actually, in in Korea, the takju is kind of more broader sense. You know, it, it is mm-hmm. the makgeol is kind of a takju. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a. I think it's a casual drinks in Makkali, and takju mm-hmm. is really more resemble with the traditional liquor. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I did not know that. Yeah, Makkali, Makkali. Okay, so if we go to South Korea, we have to try Makkali oh. now. For sure, yeah, 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 for take, sure. Take us to a bar. Let us drink some Makkali. Makkali and chicken. That's kind kind of weird right. combination. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So for this next question, I'll ask it just because I'm a musician as well. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about? Let me see if I say this right. Komji rock. Yeah, that's right. Yes, it's the pronunciation. Kom, yes, it's komji rock, but you can say like komji rock or yeah. Komji rock. Yeah. yeah so tell us about it. So the the meaning of the name is also the combination of two words. The the komji rock in Korean words is means that the fidget or like fiddling your hands or you know, toes. So like it can also describe, you know, cute animals movements like kittens or puppies. So that is one Korean word and also rock. So we kind of made it together. So so the name is Komji Rock. So we usually do rock music, especially modern rock. But also we do other genres like, you know, pop, disco, metal, and like, uh, both by cover or original songs. Do you ever do K-pop music? K-pop? Covers? We want to do it actually. Some K-pop style because it's now popular and we believe that we we can kind of mix the you know you know you know K-pop and rock together because we, nowadays the K-pops are kind of kind of resemble the electronic musics but maybe we can yeah, mix yeah. it yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, it just kind of follows the uh, the trends of pop music in other countries I think so yeah. yeah. So I know that like Chivil and Sis, you two are members of Gongji Rock, but yeah. who like who are the other members that you can name? Yeah, we have a sixteen members. That's a lot. <laughs> wow. Should we name it? We have sixteen people. We need to flash on screen. Yeah, sixteen people. That's basically yeah. just as much as any other K-pop band. <laughs> yeah. Sixteen people. K- wow. <laughs> Including a you know vocals, guitarist, bassist, drummer, keyboardist, violinist. He is the violinist, and the we have music producer and also have a manager as our member. So that's quite right, a lot. Right. Yeah. No so, wonder you use Ableton. No wonder you're a musician. I was like, man, mm-hmm. every musician I know uses a or or composer I know uses Ableton. Yeah, I try to change yeah. it to to other other dolls, but yeah, I'm still on this Ableton yet. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've briefly I briefly use Ableton. It's a fine piece of software. I'm yeah. just very used to FL Studio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. But I think it's not good at you know mixing or like the mastering songs. Yeah, it's it kind of has a, mm-hmm. a lot of bugs. So yeah, mm. it always crashes when I try to do some heavy tasks. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I, I hate it when software is finicky like that. Yeah. Well, so 16 um, members as well. Yeah, and we started it in 2020 March. So actually mm -hmm. I gathered all of the members because there were wow. no first band there in 2000, 2020 in Korea. So mm -hmm. I searched for people who can play instrument and have verses or or planning type of verses. So like say like so yeah yo, yo let's make a first band. And, okay so yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow, you're so, you're the you're the OG. You're the original member. Yeah, I'm the original. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the members didn't change until now. So it's like yeah, long lasting band, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Was it uh, was it difficult trying to find members? Well, at that time, no. Yeah, because I kind of knew you know who people. So, yeah. Freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But yeah, the problem was that only a you know few members had an experience in a band before. So other members, including me, were a first time in a band. So we kinda had you know trouble adjusting ourselves into the band. Actually the you know when I gathered them, the first goal was to have a stage on a for event. Mm -hmm. The first shot two, but the COVID just started, so the Furija got crashed, and we changed our plan to have a debut debut with the solo concert in 2021, and that's a lot, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. So and and in that situation, we were not you know really trained, so we kind of had hard time you know planning, practicing. So every week, yeah, practicing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's not every week, but like like uh, once a month or like. Uh, twice once or twice a month, but we came from you know many different regions, including Seoul, Busan, and so you know took a lot of effort together in one place and <laughs> do the play together. So and so we had a plan to do a concert and also a first album. So it was not planned, but uh, led by our producer Rob Valen. Uh, he usually does electronic music, but he kind of made a challenge to, you know, first to make up band songs. So our first album title is kind of, title songs are classic rock, but other two songs are somewhere between pop and electronics, but still with a band sound. So this, this kind of different thing. So thankfully he, he, he had his own label. So it was easier to make and distribute our own songs to the platform. So our songs our songs are on Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah. That's kind of cool Ooh. thing. Yeah. Awesome. We'll we'll have to link those down in the description. <laughs> oh thanks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we have two albums. The first EP is called The Crossroad and the second EP is called Overcome. Yeah. They both have mm. three songs each and you can hear it on any music platforms except for YouTube music. You can hear it on videos by that. And also we are working on a third album, but I think it'll take time, maybe at least next year. Yeah, we're kind of in a restoring period. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't okay. wait to hear it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> As for our band, uh, from my point of view, I honestly thought it was far from me because I play violin usually. When Chivil first invited me to join the band, it was uh, 2019, I guess. I didn't play violin consistently in recently. And when I was young, I played for a while like an elite course in K-drama, like that. Hmm. And then I let go to play for 10 years. I dropped it. 
so I hesitated for a little bit at that moment. Now I have fun playing it again. I think I'm doing enough activities as an artwork designer in the band. I made our first and second album cover, limited edition band jacket, our band jacket with Chibbled. Mm. Our first character member, tint badges or uh, sticker or whatever things. He still know a lot. I still, ca- I still mm. cannot forget how I felt when I first went on the stage with our Devi solo concert. And I think the recent performance at Frijoa was a uh, Really impressive as well. Yeah, that's incredible to hear. Um, you know, it's it's not that common to have a violin player in a rock band, but I do know of a few. Uh, do you yeah, guys know yeah. Yellow Card? Yellow Card? Uh, American band. They got yeah. big around the, the 2000s or so. I'll, I'll, I'll link one of their songs later. But yeah, they were kind of a pop rock, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a... Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah some bands playing violin, yeah. Actually, in Korea, there's some band called Lucy, and it's kind of recent band, but they kind of mix the violins and you know, other the string sounds with the band. So, like, we... Actually, I have some motivations on there. Yeah. Mm. Lucy, is that, is that Korean, though? Yeah, it's Korean band. Yeah, it's, oh, okay, it's, it's yeah. Indie, yeah. yeah, yeah. Indie, indie yeah. band, okay. Indie yep, band, gotcha. yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, you could link that later as well. Uh, yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. There needs to be more violins in rock bands, yeah. I, I used to play a violin too. I just want to throw it out there for like a year. Yeah, uh, I've forgotten. I forgot how to play, but yeah, I, I I like the violin. I like the violin. Well, if you get good at it, you could be part of the senpai band here in Taiwan. Senpai oh. band, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't play anymore, oh. dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't play anymore. No, I believe in you. You can practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I want to spend the money on buying a violin, but yeah, I appreciate the words. Mm-hmm. But it's probably it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh, worth a shot. Well, thank you guys so much for talking about your backgrounds and talking a little a little bit about the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher the name Komjirok. So okay. thank you so much for for telling us about yeah. that. But we really want to talk about furry joa, uh, furry joa now. Yeah. I was told that it's furry joa. It's not J O A. It's furry joa. So let's let's set the record straight this this is a convention in in south korea that i would say is fairly new we said before that it started in 2020 right february yeah um and it came back this year in 2023 and you know obviously the reason for that is because of covid yeah so covid well i mean covid postponed the con and and several other cons in the world so i'm really happy that furry joa came back but before we get into furry joa 2023 I wanted to ask you guys, um, like, what are the origins of Furry Joa? Like, who were, like, the original founders, and how did you guys start the con? The origins, okay. Because there were only two times, it has a short history. So it starts from 2019. So the event started with five organizers. We didn't have, like, any, like, you know, some head chair or something, but we had some, you know, organizer groups, as including me, the Fanu, the Fanzinu, and Tom, Miru, Roku, and so I was also asked to join as an organizer when some other members already made a group. So they told me like, uh, hey, let's make a furry convention in Korea too. So like I said, okay, why not? So because, you know, until that time, there wasn't a large size furry convention with more than 100 people because we thought that we weren't that big and the largest one was about was about like 60 or 70 including staff members 
So until 2019, uh, there was only uh, one for event holder and other things were like some some small photo shoots or some making, yeah, you know, yeah. group. So we planned the event size about the 200 or 300 people that we staff members of 19. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of you know tight number of staff to run a convention, but we anyway we did it so. Mm-hmm. So, so at that time we didn't have any enough experience and knowledge about holding an event so we you'll, you'll have to remind me how many staff members did you have it when was, it started it was 19 actually yeah mm-hmm. and you were expecting like 300 people yeah, in 300 2020 people, yeah in 2020 oh okay okay yeah. i see i see yeah. even in yeah. the even in that shit you know in the in that year we thought that was a lot you know how could we handle all the people and like, yeah 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 that is a so fair it's, thing It's to like say. a big task. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's like the first iteration. It's the first con. It's a big task. And yeah. there's like a lot of things that you're not sure it's going to work out or you're not sure if like, yeah. what if there's a problem? So yeah. I see. What if there's mm-hmm. deficit or like hard times? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. um, when Michael and I interviewed JC, we could, yeah. uh, we've heard about his story about how nervous he was on the is back in 2015 when he first started oh, yeah. uh, infernity and that was mm-hmm. only like a what was it like a 50 person convention i think yeah uh, i saw that on the history of the uh, on the homepage so like it was it's, it also started from really small you know to to these giants mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so actually we wanted to hold a hotel convention but we thought that you know there wasn't an, an enough ground ground for you know like the number of people or like the image from the public or the you know how the event is well organized so so now maybe you can try but but at that time mm-hmm. you know it was kind of impossible task to do so can so, you tell us about the yeah. na- uh, the history of the name though like where does the name come from actually it's the combination of the two are like the Komzirak is the furry you know furries but joa is in korean meaning is is joa meaning good so mm-hmm. we kind of changed it changed it actually in 2019 there was a korean meme about the heroes of the storm you know, oh, you know heroes the game. of the storm yeah, yeah yeah at that time you know the game developers that said on the videos like Joa, and which means that you know i love heroes of the storm so joa means good so hmm. so we got the ideas from it and so like the party hmm. joa so actually i named the you know the furry joa so yeah <laughs> it was you yeah it was me uh, <laughs> yeah. and and it's it's really cool because like it works in english because joining of asia yeah, joining right? of, yeah. that's j-o-a yeah. furry joining of asia but then it works in korean because joa yeah, joa, yeah. It, mm-hmm. at first i thought it was in you know, a kind of the meaning was kind of weird but we had a you know plan to make it as a hotel convention so where you know, many yeah. foreigners could also visit so we kind of removed the naming the Korea, so we instead we just made it as joining of Asia. So sure, sure, kind sure. of pray for the you know, have some interesting some, move. Yeah, global yeah. sense. Yeah, and and I remember that the guest of honor was Hachi. Yeah, Hachi. Um, and Kline, I believe two yeah. two people. Kline and Hachi, yeah, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. the the Atoma at Atelier Amanojaku came here for an, you know. Oh really? Amano- oh, that yeah. guy is so funny. He yeah. he he. he <laughs> he's cool he's cool yeah. Wow. He, yeah i have i have a picture i have a picture from hachi i'll sh- i'll share with you in a moment but yeah. yeah that guy 
Um, cool, cool artist, cool artist. <laughs> it, we can't share too many of his pics because some of them are not safe for work. But yeah, yeah, Hachi's mm-hmm. a Hachi's a nice person. So we heard a little bit about when it began and then when it started again back in 2023. But I guess I can ask, um, basically, how would you compare when it first ran to back in 2023's run? Well, the pandemic happened, so I say almost everything got you know reset. So we almost started from the beginning again. So like the venues has changed from Incheon to the Ilsan Kintex. So and the size of the fandom got so much bigger than before. Like yeah, you can guess it from the you know the number of people joining the event. So but the number of staffs didn't increase that much. It went mm. from you know 19 to 33 so mm-hmm. the attendees almost like tripled but it only yeah. had doubled so it was how, how many attendees in 2020 2020 it was like a 480 yeah yeah it was more than expectations even yeah yeah that's very big that's yeah. very very for the for your first con that's yeah. very big and in 2023 it was 1177 attendees by you yeah. know, pre-registration so 1177 yeah that's mm. quite a lot yeah yeah almost 1200 that's yeah. quite a bit that's about mm. as is, is that about as much as infernity has now infernity? yeah it's a little bit less yeah, but less. um yeah infernity what like last year is like 1.2 1.3k yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah even in a situation of covid yeah yeah correct mm. correct well that just shows the excitement for a convention in in korea I think it's really cool that people yeah. were able to come together right after COVID and show their support for the Korean uh, furry community like that. Yeah, actually, people were excited, but you know, you know, the staffs were not that much ready, so yeah, we yeah. tried to you know to mainly fix some you know external and internal problems of the 2020, like some like. Mm-hmm. If there's like something gets delayed or like something gets was not prepared, so but yeah, the you know previous experience helped a bit because there wasn't there wasn't any major problems in this year's event. So personally thinking, I think twenty twenty three for was a miracle. <laughs> yeah, I would mm. say, yeah, no major problem happened, then it just went smooth as it was. So amazing. Yeah, Very that's great. I, I clap, yeah. on the event event yeah. day itself. Yeah, on the event day yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's double the increase. I mean because you said yeah. like what four eighty in twenty twenty, and then like a thousand in um a little bit over a thousand in in uh, twenty twenty three this year. That's crazy. Yeah, staffs are also crazy all about how to handle this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Now, how about uh, Sis or Hyunsung? Do you have any thoughts about this? Mm, so as you know, it was the Forizua was planned to be held annually, but we cannot host due to the COVID-19. On the other hand, furry fandom grows on large scale during the pandemic and also the expectation for large convention. So therefore, it was an overheated atmosphere that we expect. So we have to prepare for this. So we have to set up a number of scenarios and planning safety plans for how to handle people. So, and when the convention started and as we expected, 
the event was some kind some kinds of overheated atmosphere, but you know, in a good way. Back yeah. to the question, I think the biggest difference is we have to take great care and effort to maintain this uh, convention. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then I think sis, you hasn't uh, you haven't spoken yet. Actually, I'm I'm not the chair of Frijua. Uh, I'm just a contract. Who is the chair? Actually, is it? Who is it? Actually, we could say you know Fanzinu may be the chair because he has the you know the contract or you know mm-hmm. you know he usually does the all the contracting with the event, but we kind of made it as a you know the group of boards mm-hmm. like the organizers, so we kind of could you know separate our task to like you guys do some on on the you know security and media and I will do it on the web page so like yeah the works are kind of separated so typically don't have a chair yeah hmm. you know to name it maybe fun will be yeah fun yeah it's it's kind of kind of in some kind of vague yeah hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. so see. basically it's not like one concentrated power it's more of spread out through the various staff members yeah kind of Actually, actually, the staff and the organizers are divided. So, like, organizers take you know the responsibility of what the staffs do. So, staffs have you know the less tasks. So, than the organizers. So, it's kind of different from the you know, other other conventions, like other foreign conventions. Like, staffs do most of you know get all the responsibilities on their you know contents and do all yep. the tasks. But we mm-hmm. kind of. And here we the organizers kind of manage and you know set the plan and you know divide our works with the staffs and do it together so that's kind of different thing yeah that's definitely interesting um and it seems to be working so far so yeah it worked it worked yeah mm-hmm. until now yeah. <laughs> was there anything else that makes furry joa unique compared to other furry conventions to compare with our convention we Actually, we don't have much strong uniqueness because we are still in developing stage. I, I, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the you know, hurdle of the event for newbies in a furry fandom might be lower than other convention. Mm-hmm. So, usually, you know, you can have most fun when you are the first student in a furry convention. So even roaming around at a hotel lobby, and so for you know non-students, we they might. Not have you know many contents to enjoy in because like my first experience uh, in a foreign event was like I was left alone in this fursuit world with no fursuit on so I also had that kind of feeling so but in South Korea there are more non students than students so we try to make the event as an easy hurdle for anyone to enjoy what is a furry fandom and what is a fursuit. Because in Korea, it, the fandoms are kind of, you know, you know, separated. In general, they think that the, the verses are in a furry, but in here is, is kind of different group that, you know, between the verses and furries and also creatures and a dragon. So it's kind of separated group. So, so we try to give an, you know, lower the hurdle for it. For it. So mm. our attendees include that only for suitors, but more like you know normal furries who are not interested in a fursuit or even non-furries like cosplayers or so from other anime genres or e- even kids with their parents mm. so that kind that must that can be a uniqueness for us yeah yeah and I, we also ask the you know the cosplayers that, yeah you don't typically see 
cosplayers very much in a furry convention unless they're trying to cosplay a furry character minus the fursuit. You know, the reason for coming here because and they said that like they want to the tasty, you know, the furry culture. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was kinda yeah. They're curious about it maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did you guys do the um fursuit parade though? Is that something that you guys do at Furry Joa? We didn't do a fursuit parade this time because we didn't have enough space for it. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. But we had a group photo, so it was kind of tight schedule. Yeah, because yeah, uh, in 2023 this year, was it still a one day con? In 2020, it was one day con, and 23 is also yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We tried to make it as two day, but you know, because of the budget, yeah, we kind of. You know, lower the scale. So, uh, Sis and Hyungsung, uh, do you have any thoughts about what makes Furry Joa uh, unique compared to other conventions as well? As an art designer for Joa 2023, there is a five main characters. They consistently appeared on the main posters. I can certain you guys know know that that five characters in Joa posters. I think it's impressive that five ones of Furijoa appear on the main title, every four cons consistently, even if it's only have a two cons. I'm actually I'm not the first character designer of Joa's. I was also agree but I also agree about this consistent strategy at the start of this step work. And it meant a lot to me when the majority of people gave lots of love when the result of the work were released about the goods mm-hmm. or posters, limited items. Yeah. Uh, have you ever gotten fan art of the characters of Furry Joa? I saw it. Did you? I. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I didn't. I didn't see anything. Oh. Okay. You didn't see anything? There were like some comics or you know in using the characters and also the fan art. You know, there was also you know art submissions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, I displaying. See. Yeah. Mm. It is also can can you combo. send a picture of the of the characters? Yeah, sure. I, I I actually did not know that Furry Joa had had um, convention characters. I can send the recent poster right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. is this the twenty three poster and the first one? Yeah, the and the first one is where is it? Holy! Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, that looks pretty cool. So I see a, a feline. A, Fox, uh, I think a bear, a rabbit, and some sort of bird. Yeah, it's a magpie. Yeah, it's magpie. Oh, a magpie. All right, cool. Oh, I like magpies. It makes me hungry. Oh, you get get the joke. (laughs) I'm surprised you understood the joke. (laughs) Yeah, magpie. Let me just uh, insert a... uh, uh, Hey, I'm pretty sure they used to make pies out of magpies. They used to make meat pies out of magpies. I'm pretty sure they used to. Yeah, so these are your characters. Like, these are the convention characters. Yeah, actually, that is. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that looks nice. Cyber Furry. Wow, that Cyberpunk Furry. Yeah. Actually, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, the change of meme for the Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they, you know, COVID made it, you know, messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it, three years after. If this was so. a video game, I'd rather play this. It, if 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 furry Joa Cyber Furry was a video game, I, I'd rather I would rather play that than Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, well, you do have something similar. It's uh, this one game called Stray, where you're a cat right. in a cyberpunk world. Oh, I saw that. 
Yeah. Like just a regular cat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What what what's stray. it called again? Stray. Oh oh yeah, sorry you got cut off. Yeah, 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 stray, stray. Yeah, I know that. Can you tell us about what all challenges you've had running a convention in South Korea? Like maybe the you've already talked about the cost. Um, yeah. Uh, but was was it also difficult finding like a good location or like what other challenges have you had? Well, the problem location includes the cost, you know. The, Fair enough. Yeah. 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 To tell more about the cost, you know, the overall costs are you know higher than the other countries, especially you know compared to Japan. Yeah. Because you know in Japan, you know when you're renting a venue, it is almost free or like you know with with really low cost when you. When you rent in you know, a public, you know, you know facilities, but in here it, it kind of expensive. So so the major costs in the budget are you know some something like venues or rental fees for the event facilities, like you know the stage and the changing room, you know the big partition thing, you know that we kind of made a wall by the, you know to make the changing room. So and also a cost for producing the you know, membership perks, the merchandise and and also pay for our staff. And also sometimes there's a regulation in the convention center that, you know, we have to use certain affiliated companies with the center to do our event work. So that kind of gives an, another additional cost for it. And mm -hmm. also after the pandemic, you know, the, the whole convention center in Korea raised the price of about 10%. So before oh, wow. the registration, we planned it, but, you know, and... After after it changed, so our focus was on how to fit all of these into a tight budget when the price estimation is hard. So like we don't know how many people would come. So that was kind of hard thing. And that's about the cost and about the you know labor, <laughs> the staff members. And you know, frankly speaking, it was kind of kind of hard to get gather all these staff members. It was a big con after pandemic. So everybody including staffs wanted to just play, you know, not work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of everyone, everyone's wishes. So and unlike, you know, other countries, there aren't, you know, many experienced staff because the COVID just passed. And I mean, people, you know, have been, you know, there are no people who have been through several con staff for many times. So, so there are not enough furries, you know, with the experienced skills and, also, we need some, you know, some special skills like the sound engineers or some truck drivers. Actually, Japan has, you know, many those kind of staff members. So mm -hmm. they do it by their own, and that's kind of really surprising. And we want to make the that kind of environment too. But we don't have that much human resource, so we yeah. had to call, you know, outside services, you know, to pay and you know, just do the service. So that, you know, comes to another cost. Mm -hmm. That was kind of challenging, yeah. Yeah, but uh, despite that, you still had a successful event, so uh, glad to hear about that. Thankfully, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. Um, where do you see Furry Joa in the next five years? And uh, as always, let's start with Chibolt. The answer is, uh, that the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> Which means That's that, a good you answer, know, good answer. You know, you know, we've got a so long, long way to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the size of Joa 2023 got you know, so much bigger and, mm -hmm. you know, which means that the size of the fandom also got 
dramatically you know expanded in three years so the draw's original goal was to have a hotel convention so maybe we will need a time to think again how yeah. our event should go and you know get our people again yeah like how to get like a proper hotel convention. yeah like uh, yeah because in korea you know you know renting a hotel venue is so hard so difficult you know unlike the other countries because they you know kind of yeah. You see the images of you know who they are, and they kind of does a lot of investigations. Uh, you have to remind me the convention was held. Is it Goyang? Is is in Goyang? Yes. Which is uh, technically outside of Seoul. Yeah, it's outside it's, of Seoul. It's, it's near the river, right? Yeah, and it's also a convention center. So like, so mm -hmm. the convention center when it's more easy when you have enough money to you know pay for that venue. So. But mm -hmm. in hotel, even if it is, it is cheaper, you kind of need, you know, to persuade them, you know, what events we are and, you know, how we are going to give benefits to your, you know, hotels you know, by doing this. So it's kind of more, you know, you know, complicated task to do. So so maybe we we might need a time to find the ways to do that. So, yeah, I really hope that, you know, suddenly a you know, well-organized group does a hotel commission, you know, you know, it suddenly pops out in local level. I really hope so. But I think there will be many challenges, you know. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, what I said, like before, you know, persuading hotel, you know, gathering you, this you, you sound You sound like a president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. there will be many challenges. I agree, though. You're right. Yeah. There, there will mm -hmm. definitely be many challenges in yeah. the future. <laughs> Actually, I don't really see it as optimistic, but I don't also see it as negative because I yeah. think it really depends on, you know, you know, on the fandom. So, yeah, I guess that in between space would be like realist or realism. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I, the, the, the problem I, of like putting the convention closer to Seoul is that the, the cost of the convention will be higher. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that like that's what people think about like South Korea, they think of like Seoul, they think of like the big city, but you know technically the convention is outside of Seoul. You know when you do a convention outside of Seoul, like some cities like you know, Daegu or Daejeon, yeah, the cost for a venue almost gets cut as half. What yeah. what what so, about what about Jeju Island? Jeju is kind of expensive because there are many, oh. you know, many tourists and, you know. It's closer to us in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, closer yeah. to land in Jeju yeah, Island true. than Seoul. It's true. Yeah. Jeju yeah. Island. The one thing that I want, that I hope is, you know, there would be more people feeling that, you know, we are in the same fandom and be proud of yeah. it, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of one, one thing that I wish because, you know, without this sense of belonging, you know, all the works that, we do my filters useless, but I agree. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. we are moving by you know the sense of contribution to the fandom. So I hope people you know can feel as same with us. So yeah, that's kind of my wish. Yeah, I don't like. I I, I, I feel like a president. Dreams. You know, <laughs> yeah. you are you are definitely the president. I, I, <laughs> oh my. I for you, mm -hmm. you oh have my. big dreams. Oh. Yeah, even I if support you all the way, Chibble. Yeah. Even even if you're not the main organizer, uh, you still sound very much like a, a speaker of the house, <laughs> a speaker of the convention. Yes. <laughs> well, but like you know, when we are predicting, you know, the number of attendees, we always have to think about you know how it will be. So like, we are we have always you know we always mm -hmm. have that in mind. But I think like like do you think though like 
you know, because we're we're still talking about the future. Yeah. Like, do you think that you guys will stay at the current convention center for at least like another year or two, or do you really want to move? We really want to move, but personally, I think we are ready for now. You know, to just you know to challenge the hotel convention, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know if the other organizers think that we uh, more some stable events, they will you know stay in here maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's actually undefined. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because I am not the only only chair, so I cannot decide by myself. Yeah. Right, right. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Does uh, sis, uh, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. Uh... Just the same position with Chivil. It sounds a little bit pessimistic. We will still try hard in our best, but uh, it's nothing without any help for our community. We hope to see other cons yeah. from small fo- photo session or to like draw based, based on the big con in the Korea. But all of events made by people who love what they do and what they want, wanted to do. Mm-hmm. To sum up, uh, we need help. <laughs> Even if it's a, just mm-hmm. a little hand or maybe a paw, we need a help. Yeah. Yeah. A paw. Mm-hmm. Yes, help us. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I, I always feel that conventions are understaffed. I always feel that they could always use more help. So for sure, like I hope you guys get the get the paws and you get the hands that you guys yeah, need. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now you also mentioned um, other events outside of furry joa because of the different parts of the furry community but do you think there will be like other conventions in korea outside of furry joa i hope so <laughs> i really hope that you know there could be other conventions you know i i i want i want a jeju island convention actually somebody talked about it you know to you know to rent a resort you know yeah like like Ooh. a fur meet <laughs> yeah, for, 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 like, for me, but, it, but the, yeah, for me at uh, Jeju Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but what he said was like a you know five star you know almost almost hotel like resort. So I said like how yeah. how can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> how can you? Do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How many? How yeah. many? Yeah, it's, I was just gonna say like how many furries in Korea would be able to reasonably afford going to Jeju for like a five star resort? Maybe about it. <laughs> Uh, sim- simply answer that mm-hmm. maybe we need a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could the be. Big shop. Yeah. yeah, you could get yeah. you could get Samsung maybe, to sponsor it. Maybe the number of people who have registered for the super sponsor in Fujiwa, they might yeah, afford 400, that. Yeah, four hundred. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because in in you know the local planes are you know cheaper when you have a great chance. You know. Yeah, that's it. The round trip. For Jeju is around less than hundred dollars, in you know not in Christmas, you know not in in holidays. So, yeah, if we choose the right date, maybe we could make it. Mm-hmm. But not five star resorts. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, hard. Yeah, that, yeah. That's that hard. might be too much. Yeah. Yeah, we really just have one last question for you guys, and we just want to end this episode on on a uh, really positive note. Um, do you guys have any funny or interesting stories from any furry Joa? And again, we'll we'll start with uh, Chivil. Actually, a you know a broadcasting station you know called Channel A came to our event to interview how the event is going, and 
it is a pretty big station, you know, they do news nationwide. So I heard that we will be on TV at night of the event. So mm -hmm. when we were taking a group photo, I was standing in front of them. So the, the <laughs> camera spotted me. So I was on the TV news though. That was kind of an interesting moment for me. So, so you're on the news. Yeah, you were on the news. Like, yeah. like you, you said, there's the... a news station that came to, like, uh, I guess, like to record you guys and to yeah. film you. Guys. And then, like, so you're you're on. I can find you on YouTube. Yeah, you, you can you can find it on YouTube. Actually, we have it. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, you're famous. They kind of. Did, did you tell your mom? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I told my mom and like it and said like. Yeah, whatever. Like the <laughs> Wow. Yeah, whatever. You're on TV news. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> what, I don't. I don't know what a furry is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does your mom actually know what furry is? Yeah, she knows it. Oh, that's good. that's good. And she knows my, my furry. My mom knows too. Yeah. Oh wow. Ooh. There is. Oh yeah, Furami. Yeah. Do you guys? Yeah, Furami, do you guys know yeah. Furami? The I think that's who. Mm. The uh. The Malaysian dragon. Yes, Do you guys know yeah. him? I I think this is him. He's I think this is I remember he went. I I, I do remember he went. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Furami's he Furami. He's Malaysian. <laughs> he he he's he has a Japanese name, but he's Malaysian. Yeah. They even made about you know two two videos about this. So maybe mm. the reporter was kind of interested in it. You know, this cute animal. Oh yeah, I I would definitely be into it. If I was a, a normal person outside of the fandom, just like, what's all these cute animals doing around here? Yeah, yeah it's kind of news for it. Yeah. So then, sis, do you have a uh, story would you yeah. like to share? I'd like to talk about the pre-made fursuit on Frigio Dealer's Den. There is a mm -hmm. Rob Bunny mixed, mixed with Panda, and I think it, it looks really, really cute. I thought who's going to take him to his house? Uh, there is an owner who knows it, who knows me. And him with each other. But really funny thing is he, that friend, he, he has a really deep dark circle on his eye that really looks like oh. a pan panda. And he loves bunny characters. So he grabs it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And everyone's talk about him, oh oh he he just uh, he just took his really own face right now. For for a joke. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean speaking of like Having your persona yeah. resemble your yeah. real life, yeah. Because <laughs> like, like, so you're saying like, there's a there's a person who saw like the panda and like the panda face looked like him because like his eyes have like dark yeah, rings around his eyes. Like... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see, I see. And then Hyung Sung. Okay, um, so after the furry show, that was there was another furry event in Seoul last night, and I met a. Foreign contestants. I remember he is from the Buffalo. He was wandering around because he didn't know where to take the bus to go to the another the furry event. So, and I was guiding him and taking him to the bus stop. And I talked to him for a short time with him. Maybe as you know, the only reason why we made and such an effort to this convention is to be to be filled with determination. Maybe that's the only reason. So I heard that he enjoyed so much and the event was so fun. And it was a really meaningful moment for me. That's the end. That's a very uh, sweet thing to say. All right, so we have 
I've been honored to have you three on the uh, podcast for this episode. Uh, before we wrap things up, I just want to give you the chance to give us your social media handles, where people can find you on the internet, and uh, you can share where people can find more about Furry Joa and uh, Komji Rock as well. Okay. Hi, this is Chibild, owner of Amber the Orange Fox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Chibild under by K, and also on YouTube handle Amber Fox. And I usually upload my first pics and dance videos on, on too. So if you are interested, then please come and check out. And also, if you're interested interested in our band's music, check out for Gomji Rock on YouTube handle K K O M J I R O C K. So yeah, it's gotta be on the subtitle, right? So. Mm-hmm, we have mm-hmm. some videos of live stages and also original songs, so feel free to come in and see our performances. Hi, this is Sis, usually doodle furry stuff in social media. I also hope you check my Twitter account at shg-in-yes, also in Patreon if you want to see some of my original works. I hope to see you around later. He's entirely hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say He's lizard. I didn't hear anything. Okay, Young Sung, please. <laughs> okay. And I had a great time with program, Michael. You can contact me on Twitch, Twitch on DCFR. So I don't have a social media, but you can contact me on Twitch. All right, cool. Awesome. Once again, thank you so much, Chivolt, Sis, and Hyunsung for being on this podcast, for telling us more about the Korean furry fandom, about the, the fursuit rock band local in Korea, and um, hopefully we can see more of Furry Joa. Hopefully we can see it expand, and that the Korean furry fandom will be just as vibrant and excited as any other Asian furry fandom around. Thank you for yeah, the interview. Thank you for inviting mm-hmm. us. Of course. Well said, yeah. well said. Yeah, by the way, you all did so good. Congrats. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Good, thank you. Great. I'm sweating. Congratulations. I'm sweating. <laughs> You're sweating? Yeah. yeah. I'll buy you, you know soju sweating. if I see you. I'll buy you soju, okay? <laughs> oh, thank you. So- I, pro- I promise you. I promise you. If I see you in Furry Joe, I will buy you soju. Oh, sure. I will buy you a makhole then. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, yeah. yeah we yeah. can drink. We can drink. I bring soju to Infernity. Yeah, yeah you can do a yeah, little exchange of... You can do an exchange of like shoju and ma- makoji? Makoji? Makoli, yes. <laughs> yeah, makoli, yeah. Gombe, gombe. yeah, right. And that is it. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, audience, for listening. This has been the Fox and Burger podcast with me, Burger. And I'm Michael the Macho Fox. And we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. See you guys. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you.